The Dadcast, episode 27. Wow! The Dadcast. Yeah, right. Like, that's going to happen. This week's show is brought to you in part by Audible. Visit twofatdads.com forward slash Audible to find out how to get your free book, including The F Word by Louis Anderson. Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Valois Bay, it's the Two Fat Dads Dadcast. I'm Francois Fortier. Some people call me Johnny Canuck, but mostly on Twitter. I'm joined in the studios tonight with everyone, and I mean everyone. First of all, Stefan Deneau, good evening. Good evening. Stephen Magoo, how are you? I'm great. Eric finally got something running on his Linux machine, and he's in the studio as well. Yay! <laughs> and Ben Not Kenobi, how are you tonight? Not bad, thanks. You got rid of those uh, cops and all that traffic on your street? All gone. And we're also joined in the studio tonight by uh, a very special guest. His name is uh, Pierre-Luc Petitclair. Uh, you might know him on Twitter as P-Luc. He's a founder of Fusion.org. He's a Montrealer, a Habs fan, a PHP and WordPress guru, and an all-around great geek to know. So uh, welcome to the studios and welcome to the DadCast, uh, Pierre-Luc. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So um, I guess a few years ago, I started tweeting about the Habs when I was uh, when I was sitting at home, kind of bored, and uh, I met a few other Twitterers on there, and I, P. Luke was one of them, and, and got some replies going back and forth, and I started realizing that the tech scene, and the Montreal tech scene, and the Montreal Habs scene is very similar to a certain degree, and uh, so we've got a lot of a lot of great great um, I would say Habs Twitter geeks out there, and and I guess uh, I'm I, I'm proud to call myself one of them, and I think uh, Pierre Lick is another one of them as well. Um, Absolutely. So uh, somebody was asking that actually, what's the what's the big deal with that? How how how, do, how does that happen in Montreal? Is it just because you know Habs is a religion, or are you talking about the Habs tweet up themselves? Or the whole community that surrounds it. A little bit of both, really. I guess the Habs tweet ups is a, is another is another big thing as well. You pretty much put those together, I think. Well, uh, not really. I hung out with a bunch of friends who happened to be from Twitter back before HabsTweetUp.com or HabsTweetUp, the Twitter account was registered. So I didn't really initiate anything. Uh, All Habs, Rick from All Habs, kind of made it official. But uh, I think it's just a social thing that when a lot of people like the same thing, they get together and enjoy it. Makes sense, really. And it's, yeah. it's kind of, and I, I was at uh, a couple weeks ago. I went to, I guess, um, one. Uh, it wasn't an unofficial one, more mostly at Old Orchard Pub, and that pretty much is the is most of the venues, or there's a couple of different ones, or it really depends. I mean, there's there, there's a bunch in all over the world. Actually, there there's some in Europe and and uh, New York and Philadelphia and stuff like that. But when it's when it's in Montreal, we try to keep to the same venue because we know the owners and blah blah blah. It's just easier, especially when you have a group of like twenty people. At yeah. the same in the same venue at the same time, it's not easy, especially when it's in a bar. It's cool, and it's a nice pub actually. The Old Orchard Pub, I, I quite like it. They have nice curried, mm-hmm. they have nice curried fries, yeah, which are good. Very too. friendly too. Yeah, yeah. and the, uh, the the waitresses are quite nice too. I have to admit, there those kilts. I had to make it sexy. <laughs> those <laughs> kilts, they just get me every time. <laughs> That's true. Everybody, well, yeah, they 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 do all work kilts, which is kind of cute, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going about the going to go on about the boys. I'll leave that to Eric. But uh, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, Eric. That's just mean. So another thing that we 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 um, we talked a bit a little bit when we were at, at PodCamp Montreal was the um, the the, the up and coming uh, mobile Montreal camp that you're you're trying to to get started and and, and go forward. There is a mob mo, uh, I guess it's Mob MTL a Twitter account which people should be following to get a lot of news as well. And there's a yeah. website as well, uh, Pierre Luc. It's uh, mobilecampmontreal.org, I think. I'm pretty sure it is, but yeah, just Google it. I think it's mobilecampmontreal.org. Okay, and we'll make sure we put a, a link to that in the show notes. And so, tell us a little bit about the Mobile Montreal Camp. What are we gonna? Well, um, when we were at Pond Camp, 
I've, well, over the last year, I think that there's been a lot of development in um, in the mobile scene. New smartphones, new carriers, Android uh, gaining popularity, iPhones, that all this story happens. So people are now realizing that there, there are a bunch of alternatives to Apple's iPhone. And the BlackBerry. And, uh, most of them are not, and the BlackBerry, obviously. But uh, most people are not too sure, not too aware of what's out there. So uh, Mobile Camp is an effort to uh, not educate, but spread the knowledge uh, of carriers, of phones, of features, applications, and stuff like that, all, all in the same place. Ideally, that's the goal. Okay. And, and when, do, when do we think we're going we're gonna to get an event going? We're, um, we're still recruiting volunteers at this point, but it's shaping up nicely, and we're planning to have it in May 2011. May sounds good. It sounds like a lot of fun. The pub should be open in a yeah, It's not winter, and, and it's, it's warm outside, so it should be good. And, and, and who do we need to uh, – how many volunteers do we need to get, to get this thing un, un, undergoing? What, 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 what well, are you looking it for? It depends. I mean, right now, I don't know. I don't have a list in front of me, but okay. we're looking for people to help uh, designing the site. Uh, helping out at the event itself, uh, promoting, make, creating a social buzz, uh, finding sponsors, some people with contacts would be very nice, and just stuff like that, general stuff to start with. And even if you don't have any of those contacts or skills, you can always drop a message and uh, we can find something for you. Perfect. And you, have, you got a, have you got some speakers lined up? I know we had, we had volunteered to, uh, to do something ourselves. Uh, but I, have got- I have one, but I can't disclose any information yet. Okay, well, that's always good. And uh, if everything works out nicely, it's it's going to be one of the big names that are going to be speaking at Mobile Camp. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And have the carriers started to get on board, or you're you're really looking to go more towards I, developers? I we need we need to, uh, to flesh out something more concrete before we can get sponsors involved. Obviously, because if we don't have anything to show, it's hard for them to get interested in. And um, I'm pretty sure we're going to have Vidotron and Rogers. At least, and I'm hoping they forget those two. The other ones are going to jump in because they, they won't want to be left out. No, they won't. So ideally, that's out. how it's going to work. Okay. Well, I think I, th- I think you've got a good chance of, of getting something really big going on. I I mean, uh, I've I've been I guess working around the mobile industry for a little while over the few years, and I know that that is something that every time there is some kind of event, it always picks up. At least with the big companies, they want to know where where to look and and, and what to do. So. Um, we'll, we'll we'll spread the word out, and uh, we'll help you get 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 uh, get the show rolling if we can, and uh, we'll we'll volunteer a voice if we can do it as well. So, you've got our support. That's great. It should it should be a very very exciting event altogether. And and which brings me down to like what you know one of the big reasons why you're on the show in the first place is basically you you're pretty much of an Android guy yourself, right? Uh, lately, yeah. I uh, I had an iPhone for two years before switching to Android, so I think. Uh, I think I know both platforms, and that's what makes my opinion more more relevant to people. Because most people have iPhones, to be honest. And uh, it's it's interesting to get a uh, perspective from someone who tried both platforms. Cool. See, I, that's where I stand out because I got neither, neither. <laughs> and Eric, and Eric, you're, you're in the same. See, Eric, you're in the same boat as me. Exactly. I, I'm an authority here because I'm clueless. <laughs> it's interesting I still that, have a that, dumb phone. Sometimes. Sometimes you have exactly you have people have like granola bar phones and razors and stuff like that. So when they jump to a platform, it's really interesting to find out what they expect and how to use it without any previous experience. Now we sh- we should put a disclaimer that Stefan actually does have a smartphone, but his smartphone is so dumb that it should just be a feature <laughs> phone. 
And Eric's phone is pretends it wants to be a smartphone, but in reality, it is a feature phone. And Ben, no, it's a feature phone. I'm pretending it's a smartphone. Okay. And Ben, there's just <laughs> there's just you know some things you don't need to be explaining. <laughs> But we we had this conversation a little bit with um, with with Stephen Hackett last week. He had a uh, an uh, an iPhone. He went to the Droid. He went to the Palm Pre. He went back to the Droid, and then he just cut them all out and said, "I've got my iPad and I've got my Razor." And I can't fault him for that because he's got all the devices he needs to make his day work. And that's the that's the whole point of it, a smartphone, right? Is to make your day better, yep. to make your day easier, and to stay connected in some way. And if you're connected because you're always on Wi-Fi, then you know why not save eighty dollars in 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 fees, you know, and that, that was something I, I guess I saw uh, last week that, you know, in Canada, we're still being, the, the word is raped, but I, I don't like to use it very often. We're, we're being, you know, harassed and, and, and charged the most amount. We're being of, abused. We're being abused, yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, by the carriers. We've got the, we pay the most than anybody else in the world, and it's, it's really, really sad. So I don't blame and It's that. not just that. In Canada, uh, carriers and manufacturers can get away with a lot of shit. Like Sony Ericsson can bundle uh, apps on its phone and nobody's going to say anything. I know it's the same way uh, pretty much everywhere else, but uh, we have that to deal with as well. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's say you've got an entry, you've got a person who, you know, and I'm going to use my wife as an example. She's looking for a simple phone that'll work as a phone, that'll get some basic emails. She doesn't need the iPhone. She doesn't need all the advanced features the smartphone will kill your battery on. Well, what do you guys think that she should get? Because right now she's got a cheap phone and she's like, well, you know, recharge, spending 22 hours recharging it and using it for about three minutes every day. StarTech. <laughs> I'd, go, I'd go with a BlackBerry. It's, the user is very corporate and it's, it's, there's not a lot of fun apps on Blackberries. I, I, I kind of have to agree with, with Pierre-Luc on this one. Um, a, a BlackBerry, like a, one of the, even the, the slimmer ones, like the Pearl and, and the Pearl clamshell version, they are very uh, good batteries. They usually last a couple of days. If, you, if you're only checking emails on them, it won't take your batteries up at all. It, it, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, my wife, she has a, an iPhone 3G. She has, does not have it connected to the data connection. She okay. only uses it for Wi-Fi. So when she's in home, when she's in the house, she gets her emails through the Wi-Fi, and she just she can do her Skype calls through the Wi-Fi. Seems to work really well for her. I mean, we, we got lucky we didn't we could get an iPhone without getting a data plan, so we did it. But uh, I don't think that I, I don't know if that's for everybody. And uh, and and I, I don't know. I, I kind of I kind of have to agree that the the BlackBerry option is pretty good. I've had I'm an old BlackBerry user myself, and I and I know that I could usually get three or four days out of a battery with it. Yeah, well, the problem it, with most other smartphones is that you actually can do other stuff. I mean, you you could just use it to check your emails and SMS once in a while, but there's so many other things you can do with it. So once once you get one, of course you're going to kill your battery in in a day for the first two weeks. Oh no! It's and it's so easy to fall into the angry birds trap. I mean, just yeah, like, absolutely. Just like, yeah, oh, I got see, a second. <laughs> see, the, the 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 reason I'm asking is she's not a corporate user, so it's not like she's getting she would be getting email, you know, every 15 minutes. She probably would be getting emails, you know, every couple of hours or something like that. So I'm th- I'm thinking something basic. Now the BlackBerry, don't get me wrong, I think it's a great phone, but am I going to spend that kind of money here on, on a basic house phone? Um, you know what? It's it's really going to be a case of, uh, of 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 hit and miss. I think on that one. I mean, it's like, you know, does she? When you think about it, is she only getting an email like every every day or so? Well, then does she actually really need email on a phone, right? I mean, if she gets one or two emails a day, might as well just you know keep using the laptop or keep keep checking. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have access to a computer at least once a day. So yeah. why do you need yeah. a phone in the first place? And, well, and if you're if you're gonna have data. 
the data is what's going to kill you on price, not the price of the phone. Yeah. So you might as well just get a, a good phone. It doesn't have to be complicated, but a good phone because the data is going to clobber you anyways. And if the data is not a big deal, then get a phone that doesn't need data. Right. It was, it was got me thinking of what Stephen Hackett was saying last week whereby he went to the iPad because of all the Wi-Fi connections he, he can have at work, at home, sort of on the way between both at the university. And it got me thinking about phone booths. How they were everywhere because people needed to use phones at one point. Now, where's the last time you saw a phone booth in front of a Bell Canada office? That's about it. Uh, I mean, I have two on a corner of my street, but yeah, I've never seen anybody in them. Yeah, Superman. Superman uses it. <laughs> I mean, we live in the West Island over ourselves, so I mean, we we see a heck of a lot less of them than anybody else. Most of them, if there's anything, they're in. They're not even in, in restaurants anymore. I mean, I, I can't. I used to remember going into the McDonald's and, see, and seeing a, a payphone there. Now I don't even think there is one in, in McDonald's. Yeah, I can't even remember the last one I've seen downtown, except maybe in the subway. So. Um, but it, that's disappearing because the need is disappearing. Well, data plans may go that way eventually because at some point Wi-Fi is going to become so ubiquitous that you're not going to need data data anymore, right, on 3G. I, I, I want to agree with you, but I find one of the problems with, with Wi-Fi connection is that if you're jumping from one hotspot to another, you're, you're kind of losing your connection in and out, or you're always yeah. approving this network, approving this network, approving this network. Yeah, well, wi- Wi-Fi yeah, you, is just you don't not need designed to be, for that. Well, you like, don't need to be walking is, with the data, right? You can go to McDonald's, you know, grab a coffee or something or Tim Hortons or Starbucks, get your email, do something. And then while you're walking, you don't necessarily need your data, right? We've gotten used to it. We've gotten spoiled a little bit. But really, you could wait till you get to the Eaton Center basement to get your email again or to get to the train station where there maybe there will be email at some point or on a via train. Like the Wi-Fi is everywhere. No, Use it while you sit. train. Well, use it no, while you're Via, via Train does have a nice Wi-Fi, actually. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do. They've never. But, it's never worked well for me. Oh, so does anyways, the well, maybe, Metro, maybe if you're maybe if you're YouTubing, it's a bit different. But if you're doing MSN and emails, I mean, the Via is perfect. Um, I, I, I can I, tell I, I you, guess, Wow works on Via. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my point well, being is go. that the rest <laughs> of us, a lot of us, are walking around and doing email. What we could do is we could wait the five minutes till we're sitting down and do our email. So it's almost like, do we really need the 3G connections? I we totally can- agree with you. I totally agree. I, there's a huge etiquette issue in here. We're, 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 we are so uh, excited about technology that, you know, like we're completely engaged with our phones and we forget to disengage and engage with humans, you know? I mean, uh, I, I can't remember. And I, I, was, I was listening to, uh, to This Week in Tech this week, right? and, they, and jo- Joshua Topolsky was talking about this. And I, and I remember this as well is that you, you go to a a pub or a bar you're all sitting around the table everybody's phone is on the table and everybody's tweetering <laughs> yeah, everybody's true. everybody's looking at emails everybody's checking their updates uh, uh, you know stroking their egos oh well, you know what's going on now and i'm here and there and checking in at foursquare well yeah and I'm, I'm guilty of that and it's it's a big game and it's a lot of fun but we we oh, we, we are just lost. we are just real rude bastards we, you know there's no need there is really no need oh, to do yeah, that it's changing there's everyone's about real time lately if if the news comes out and you're an hour late well it's no use really even sharing it because everybody knows at that point that's why it's so important and that's why people keep checking their phone at least me that's why i do it yeah and i i give i give training sessions at work and i i literally have to walk around the room and ask for everybody's phone 
and then put them aside and then no one's allowed to touch them while I'm finished while I'm doing my training and then and then the minute I give them back the first thing you know quick you know I got to check when they get they hit their fix it's like it's as you know how smoking used to be you'd have a, you'd have a, a conference you know and then and then everybody would run out and go have a cigarette what do you and, mean used to be yeah. <laughs> well I mean I don't I don't smoke and I don't I'm not I'm not seeing as many as much smokers as, as there used to be I mean I remember a time when people were smoking in the conference room yeah. so <laughs> that was that was always a little scary but (laughs) but you know and that wasn't that long ago that was only like 10 years ago people were doing that it's kind of scary crap but i mean like people are running out out of the conference rooms to try to get you know try to get their email fix you know especially if you forbid them from having it then it's even more of a desire right so it's it's a funny world that one and and i think society created paranoia it's it's something that the the Windows uh, Windows Seven uh, mobile mobile phone seven I don't even know how to say that name of that damn phone is it Windows Phone Seven Mobile or Windows Mobile Phone Seven How are you supposed to say it I don't know but the Windows Phone people uh, tried to play on this a lot more with their really campaign right and I think to a degree they've they're they're they're, they're yes they're hitting a, they're hitting a nerve that yes as a society we're probably a little bit you know. Uh, um, just you know screwed up <laughs> but in reality it we're screwed up for a good reason you know like we you know the phones are that exciting to be using right it's like you know and there's there's apps coming out every single day and you want to try the new app you want to do that so that i think i think we're in evolution i mean we're in between a new technology and a technology that's acquired and everybody knows and is comfortable with so there's no there's no real etiquette right now. We're still getting used to it. I think eventually something is going to pop up. Either everybody's going to be checking their phones all the time, or I don't know what's going to happen. But I think we're just in between for a moment. Yeah, and if I, think- I can if I can chime in for a second, please go. We always have to remember that there was a time when even a standard dumb phone, people would zone out, and if you'd be talking to them, and the phone rings, they just pick it up and start talking. You know, there, it, the etiquette was never there to begin with. I mean, how many times was I in line somewhere uh, waiting, you know, customer service or whatever, and somebody's on the phone while he's trying to pay for his purchases, you know? So it's not the fact that it's a dumb phone, smartphone, emails or whatever. It's simply the etiquette of the people who have these devices. They're not registering that there's other humans around them. So it's my yeah, philosophical point Yeah, it used to be insulting. Yeah, very insulting. It still is. Wait, I mean, I, you, you go into somebody's office and, and and you're talking to them, and all of a sudden, their even their office phone rings, and they'll pick it up. They won't even they won't even look at who's calling. They'll they'll just pick it up, you know, as if like, okay, well, you know what? I was in the middle of a conversation there, you know, like if yeah. someone if uh, I'm still, I mean, this is I'm an old fashioned kind of guy, but if if the phone rings in my office and I'm in the middle of talking to you, that's going to voicemail, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I've got a nice big do not disturb button on there as well, and you know, and if it's that urgent, they'll come running around the corner. They always do anyways. Right, they, they so, call you then to come and see you. Yeah, they, well, that's usually what happens. They send you an email. They call to confirm you got the email, and they run around the corner saying, "Did you get my email? How come you're not answering your phone?" And then they realize that the CEO's in your office, and then they look like <laughs> idiots. So, the hell with them. Uh, do uh, Do you answer the phone during dinner? No, uh, I've I've had I've had to start answering the phone during dinner. Really? Uh, because we we get so many telemarketing calls, and then they just ring off the hook. And we we have our phone set because we have twins. We have our phone set to to, to six rings, right? So by the sixth ring, I'm ready to throw something at the phone. So I, I call, I answer it, but it's very short and like you're disturbing dinner. What do you want? And if it's like somebody's wife, I usually have to apologize. If it's if it's a telemarketer, I feel I feel vindicated. So. <laughs> So I uh, yeah no I I do uh, but nobody else does like no, the kids aren't allowed to go answer the phone even though they, we would usually let them answer the phone they're not allowed during dinner time very good 
Note no, to I, self: Call JF at dinner time. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny. It is. It can be. It, it's a whole new. It's a whole new experience in rudeness. Uh, Note to everybody: Let's do it viral one night. <laughs> yeah, what's dinner time at your well, place? Well, it depends. Uh, it's four o'clock. <laughs> My girlfriend and I are both freelancers, and uh, clients can call us pretty much at any time they want during the day or evening or night sometime. So. Um, not a lot of situations are completely taboo. It's just getting used to it. Do you find this acceptable? Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's for good reason. If if uh, we're watching a movie and a friend called, obviously, I'm I'm still gonna pick up. Though I'm not, I don't know. But I guess it depends. Okay. But sometimes I might ignore it. I have I have a filter. Right. Okay. No, because I'm just I'm just you know sensing the the philosophy of the good mannerisms in the cell phone industry or the phone industry as a whole, and at this point I find it's abysmal, personally. So I'm just you know screwing everybody uh, what they, everybody's opinion. But Ben, he, here's here's a you know something that'll that I think will ring true to everyone. Sure. How many times have you seen an email that's all in uppercase? In uppercase. Yeah, I have a filter that no, not blocks them. I I haven't seen that many. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I I see them all the time. It I, I have me a, nuts in them. I have a rule that it says if there's more than twenty uppercase letters in in a row, it my email bounces. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, please learn to use the internet and try again. <laughs> That's good. That's not bad. <laughs> no, I, I, and I, one day I'm going to use that rule. <laughs> you know, you're I think right. I'm gonna, every time you ask me to participate in these, I think I'm going to respond like that. Yes, I will be there. Yeah, it's just it's it's insane. And in our office, we have is it's urgent, emergency, stars, uh, red flag, and then it also has um, high priority. And then it's like there are donuts in the conference room. Like that's that's the email, and it has all those flags. So it's you know that that system's broken. It broke it broke a long time ago. And it's a Quebec City office that's sending it to all the different distribution lists, right? Exactly. The thing that actually bugs me uh, is is read receipts. I've I've never used that in all my life. I think it's incredibly annoying. Yeah. Both requesting them and sending them. Mine are turned off by default. You'll never get a red receipt from me. Unless my iPhone does it automatically yeah, and I don't I know about it. But most softwares, it's, it's off by default. Yeah, just Outlook. And I haven't used Outlook in a year, so I'm, I'm using mail for in an in exchange environment. It's really confusing RIT guys. Well, not anymore because they're all on Macs, but <laughs> <laughs> just funny. RIT director. This There's is a funny. new one coming up, by the way. There's a new office yeah. for Mac coming up. Yeah, so yeah. and the Outlook it. on it is pretty good. The Outlook on it is pretty good. I've, it I've looks used, good, yeah. I've used it twice, and uh, and but I'm, I'm so used to my mail that I'm, I like my unified inbox, my mail, although the Outlook also has unified inbox. So if you're used to Outlook and you're coming to a Mac, it might as well jump on Outlook. It's really, really, really great. If you have a system that works, play around with it if you want, but you might be coming back to the old fold, I think. Well, I think your only excuse to move to Outlook on a Mac would be if you have a Microsoft Exchange server. Otherwise, don't bother. But you, yeah. you can connect through uh, to the Exchange server through your mail client as well, through the, uh, the Apple default yeah. mail client. So. so, I mean, if it's, if it's native with Outlook, yeah. might as well go with that. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would tend to agree. I, I think that's a, that, that's a, face, a fair assumption. And it, is pretty, it is pretty solid, but... I like I said I don't. I've gotten used to my little ways now, and 
I'm that guy. <laughs> but Nobody's I was saying mention our, Entourage. I was saying no, don't mention unless it's the show. But uh, <laughs> our IT director, who is the he was the hardcore uh, Microsoft guy for many many years. A big shout out to the geek cook. He just bought himself a 15 inch i7 MacBook Pro. What he got? He got the Magic Mouse, the aluminum keyboard. He has an iPhone 4 and an iPod Nano. So, so all that bitching and moaning for the past three years. Yeah, and, and this is what we get. And he's nice. drank. He's drank the Kool Aid. He drank the Kool Aid. Big oh, time. Well. Big time. Big time. So, so the marketing works. So <laughs> big time works. But you know, I think that's how some people end up, end up sw- switching. He started off with the iPod Nano, and he somehow he decided to get the iPhone. Once he got the iPhone, he was like, oh, okay, you know. And then it wasn't too long before he he decided he wanted the Mac. So it's it's funny, but they're they're little. Um, their, their, their little gamble is actually working quite well for them. People are seeing the good stuff on the Mac and then wa- on the iPhone then, and wanting it in a desktop computer. It's not only that. It's sometimes you, you'll see people, you know, the, they don't like Macs or Apple products just because, right? They're not sure why, but they don't like them. You know, either because it's different or it's new or, or they don't want to learn something else or, or whatever. And then, I don't know if it's a trip to the... Uh, uh, Apple Store, or they're seeing somebody use iPhoto, and they like the faces thing, or you know, but all of a sudden people have this transformed look on their face at one point where they have that, you know, I don't know if it's a moment of clarity or what, but they'll say, you know what, I'm in, and it doesn't take long, but it it's just it's a subtle, it's not even a subtle change, it's a, it's like a it's like a a shot across, yeah. Yeah, it's like, boom, somebody hit, yeah. yeah, somebody hit me across the head with a two-by-four kind of thing, and now they're in. But it's not usually a gradual thing where slowly people say, uh, maybe a MacBook Pro. I'm not too sure. It's usually I don't know what it is because Linux is, is, uh, runs much on the same concept because essentially there's not that much different between Linux and Mac. I mean, I can make my Ubuntu laptop look pretty much exactly like a MacBook would in terms of uh, visual. Yeah. But people are just scared of change. I mean, if the, if the start menu is in on the bottom left, people freak out. No, I, I have to agree. I was, um, uh, we were doing a test run last night with, uh, with Eric, and he's running uh, TinyCore, which is one of the big things we were, we were going to talk about tonight. We'll do that in a, in a few seconds here. Um, so he, we were running this, the TinyCore, and I'm like, uh, wow. That looks a little Mac-ish. And sure, he's got the dock. He's got the tiny core dock at the bottom, and he's and it looks it looked really really swift. And I think anybody who who can it's live exactly like the the Mac uh, the dock. Yeah, exactly like the dock. And I was I was actually quite impressed by not only did it look slick, but I mean he's running all of this off a USB key, right? Which he's plugged into a works laptop, which should never have be able to do that in the first place. <laughs> so I, I was quite impressed that he did that. It was able to do that, and it's slick enough that it's running the USB microphone. And it's doing, you know, Skype, and it's, it's the, the applications on Linux are there now, and uh, and and which which is one of the reasons why we got Pierre Luc on the show to begin with. It's he, if you don't mind me going into this a little bit, Pierre Luc, with you, uh, you you were working somewhere, they gave you a MacBook, and you were like, okay, should I Ubuntu this? And I was like, really? Yeah, you're gonna Ubuntu a MacBook? And then I was like, okay, I've- it's just it's just about the environment. I mean, I, I especially in a work context, I need to work with what I'm comfortable. You know, I can't. I need this particular editor. I need if I have a, a terminal shell, it's even better. I need Firefox. I need all of that. And if it's organized in a way that I recognize, it's it's like the Windows people that refuse to move to Linux. I got used to Linux. I don't want to move Mac back to Windows or Mac. 
so you're you're actually you're actually and right now you're you've gone back to a normal um I say a normal and a Wintel chip, I guess. It's an AMD. It's not an Intel, but yeah, okay, I've, okay. I've gone back to Linux. So you gone back to Linux in in your in your freelance environment. So you you've set up your entire company to use Linux, and you're using Ubuntu ten ten. Yeah. And and so what what kind of environment tools are you using? I mean, obviously you're doing you're doing web development. So what what are the, some of the stuff that you're using to make? The only thing that I really need is Komodo IDE, which is a. Uh, 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 a really advanced editor for code and it can connect to uh, remote FTPs and blah, blah. It implements subversion and a bunch of tools that I really need. And that is code in uh, Xul, which is uh, the engine that powers Firefox. Uh, so it runs on pretty much every platform, but I just, if I can have Linux in the background, because it's more stable, it's faster, it's prettier if you know how to customize it. And I have all my tools right here in front of me. So that's the reason I, I use Linux. So are, are you are you doing graphical implementation from from your customers and from your designers? So you you are very you... rarely. I try to avoid it as I'm really really not good at it. But I have GIMP installed, and uh, that program you mentioned the other day, I forgot the name, but it's installed as well. Oh, so with that with um, GIMP Shop? No, uh, Pixelmator. Pixelmator, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, that's cool. I, I I do like Pixelmator as well, and it's it's slowly kicking uh, Photoshop off my off my dock. Um, so it's 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 actually is really really cool. So you're you're and you're finding that you're 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 having not having any issues with with customers or any issues with getting documents or when do, when when designers give you documents and stuff like that you're finding you're having a, a normal time I guess. I'm having a normal time. I'm using a lot of cloud-based stuff. I'm, I'm using a lot of stuff that's on the web. I'm using FreshBooks for invoicing. Uh, I'm using Google Apps for my mail and my calendar and everything. So there's really not that many things that depend on my platform, which is, I think, what every company should aim to do. And so I guess this also works, ties in really well with your with your cell phone too, which is an, an Android phone. Yeah, well, uh, I think the implement, well, actually, my, my Sony Ericsson phone can only be upgraded through Windows. It, it doesn't support, uh, there's a software, it's called PC Companion, released by Sony Ericsson. That's the thing that allows you to upgrade the phone. Of course, you can always do OTA, which is over-the-air updates, but um, for big updates like the one that's going to come for the Xperia, the 2.1 update, I'm going to have to boot under Windows, install that software, and back up my phone and do all kinds of stuff. Ouch. So uh, it, uh, otherwise, it does tie in very well with my Android phone. And then so, did this thing with the iPhone. I could SSH between my iPhone and my computer. It was it wasn't bad either. So so your your uh, your Sony Xperia right now it's not already running two point one. It's running two or or one point six. One point five or one point six. I think it's one one point six. Oh wow! I thought I thought it was a lot fresher than that because yep. that is a that is a top of the range oh. phone. I mean the hardware wise. That's and a, it's it's Sony. Both Sony Ericsson as of. Today, I think, because they just came out with the PlayStation phone. Uh, as of today, they use uh, the Xperia as their, their their flagship product. Rogers as well, and it's still it's a very like it's not being updated. And Sony Ericsson is not giving any any feedback on it either. Well, Sony's always been a bit like that, though, really, because I mean, once they have something new in mind, they're very much about killing whatever is out there and only and only supporting well, the new thing. I'm all for that as long as the whatever you produce, because when uh, when this phone, the Xperia, came out, uh, Android 2.0 was already there, but they still went with 1.6. 2.1 was about to happen. I think it might have happened like a week or two before the release of the phone. But still, I mean, if you're going to have... This phone is amazing. It has an 8.1 megapixel camera That's and insane. a crazy processor. And it's just not being maintained, which is really sad. 
That's, well, that's, now, which which Xperia that's, are you talking about? Which what? Which Xperia? The Xperia X10A. Oh, the, not, okay, the ten, not the not the crap one, the X1. Yeah. Stefan has yeah, Stefan exactly. has the X1. <laughs> that that one apparently is indestructible. I've heard about it. I've never seen it. Well, apparently you can't it, break it. it. You can't break it. <laughs> They've only sold three. That's good. <laughs> Stefan has, has all three of them. <laughs> I don't know. But, but that's what pisses me off about Android. When it came out as, you know, Google making Android, I was like, cool, now a phone is going to be like a computer. And you're going to go get Android, you're going to go get the drivers, and you're going to keep it up to date. And that's not what happened. No, exactly. I had the um, I when when the Sam, Samsung Galaxy first came out, the first Galaxy from Samsung, not the new Galaxy S, but the the other one last December. I got a test drive of it for two weeks, and it had one six on it. And at this point, two was or two one was already out. They already had the Google One, and it was like it was a nice phone. It was like I think a five megapixel camera. It was a very light phone. The battery lasted a very long amount of time, but it was just really, really slow. It was it was slower than the N ninety seven. It was it was slower than the Storm. It was just really a slow phone, and it, and I like for that one reason alone, I, I just didn't want to use it. I mean, it was it was not a fun device to be on, and so I, I maintained my 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 relationship with the Storm until I got the iPhone, but. I, I was like, oh, so annoyed because well, it could have been a great it's phone. It's not very attractive. Exactly. When if you uh, if you have a chance, or maybe we can link it in the show notes. Okay. There's a video out there that that describes. It's a parody of the um, iOS four coming out, and it's one guy doing exactly the same thing that they do in the ad, except with a three G instead of a, an iPhone four. And as as he goes, the music skips because the phone is just not being responsive. It's pretty funny, but every, everything, even if it's an Apple device, if it doesn't, if if the responsiveness sucks, nobody's going to enjoy it, because people, it's it's all about real time again. It, people just want their results now. Yeah, very much so. And 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 once you've once you've touched touch the, even an iPod Touch and, and whatever, an iPhone or something that's fast. And I and I, I was playing around with um, our friend Alistair's uh, um, Google One. Nexus One. Your Nexus One, sorry, the Google Nexus One. Once you get your hands on something that is quick, you're like, oh, wow, phones can be fun. You know, this could be good. And and it just, you know, never happened with the, with the older One Sixes. So, I mean, I, hopefully it's better on, the, on, on your Xperia than it is on the Samsung Galaxy. They released an update a while ago. Uh, it's still 1.6, but they released, I don't know, some UI tweaks or whatever. And it's already much faster, but it's still running 1.6. Hopefully, the 2.1 update is supposed to come in the coming weeks, maybe November. So uh, there's a lot of expectations for that, both for UI and for actual features. Cool. What I find confusing is you have like seven phones or 15 phones that have 2.1 on them, but they're not the same 2.1. You know, the carriers. Uh, well, the manufacturers know. and then the carriers, right? <sighs> Yeah, so, that's true. So Everybody's HTC better. puts their Sense UI or whatever it is on top of it, right? So HTC yeah. does one thing, Motorola does another thing, and then Bell will come in and say, "Okay, well, you need our Bell, you know, flickety flick flick thing on the top," and it's like, "Wow, that's just <coughs> nuts." But that's the is thing that with the Android that term? you can't do with iPhone. Pretty much, Steph. You, you can you can rearrange, you can change your home screen, you can do pretty much everything once. Once you're familiar with the phone, there's there's not a lot of things that you can do, and that's why I like it more than iPhone because it's much more customizable. You can change a bunch of things that you can't in the iPhone unless you jailbreak it. So but there's, uh, there's, a, there's a whole segment though the market that isn't us, right? Like if if you look at you know the eighty percent of the 
market that actually buy cell phones, they will install apps or they will, you know, set up their email, but they're not going to really change the position of the icons. They're not yeah, going to really, you know, do a whole bunch of this stuff. So then you get to the point where you say, here's an HTC, here's a Samsung, here's, you know, a Sony Ericsson. And they're going to end up picking the phone based on the manufacturer or the carrier and not really because the phone's UI. And then they're going to realize, oh, you know what, I didn't get the UI I would have liked. My buddy who demoed oh. it at the office in his Nexus One, I liked that. How come I don't have this here? And, and I would imagine that would cause um, differentiation in the market that people would say, how come I didn't get what he had? I thought it was a, uh, an Android phone, right? And not knowing how to customize it or modify it to get it to that, there could be frustration. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go on. A, I'm gonna go on a little limb with this one here, and I'm gonna say that that that's probably the one of the one areas where the the iPhone really comes out tops because you know it's very strict. This is how your life is going to be. We're gonna have a couple of commercials. They're gonna tell you how to move one or two icons, but this is your life now. You're gonna like it, or you're not gonna go anywhere else. And and there's a lot of people out there that says. You know what, Mr. Apple dude, that's just fine. I will take that life. It sounds really simple and go ahead with it. And I think, and I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that is what the Windows people are doing as well. They're trying to capitalize on that one element of what makes Apple, one of the elements of that makes Apple you know, so successful is that it's locked down and this is how it works. And, and yeah, the, whole, the whole fractal Android thing is like, oh, that's for geeks. Well, a- Apple is doing that. Because they want the platform to be solid. They don't want anyone fucking around with it and screwing things up, right? There goes the clean you know, tag for the fifth <laughs> time tonight. So we're pretty much going to go explicit on this one. I'm quite, I just want to announce that this is the first explicit show. So please go ahead and use as many swear words as you like, everybody. <laughs> Fuckity fuck that's, fuck. How's that sound? <laughs> I can finally swear. It, you know what's... I'm, I'm really upset. I, I was, speak, I was speaking it's French not me that's said. getting to start. Yeah, but I'm not the one who started it. I normally start it. <laughs> Okay. Take two. Bitch slap in. <laughs> and say something now that, that JF can can like edit in post and move it up ahead. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, please. Uh, uh, you're, you're upset and, and it's all screwed and it's fractal. Not to well, use well, fractal. Well, no, I was saying like <laughs> Apple's doing it to make it so that it's it's better, right? Windows is going to do it so that they can, mon- or Microsoft is going to do it so that they can monopolize. Well, we don't know that. Well, you can. Oh, come on. You can do it. Oh, I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. That was too easy. <laughs> sorry, Taylor. Go ahead. Take uh, Android. You can do exactly the same thing. You can be locked in this little shell of security that you like so much, and not modify everything. Because if you don't root your phone, the only thing that's available to you basically are applications, and that's the only place the iPhone and Apple comes out on top. Because Google's market, Android market, is horrible. It's not monitored. It's not filtered. There's a bunch of crap there. And that's the only reason why modifying your phone is harder on an Android. But when you went, the first time you boot your phone, I bought this phone. I was walking on St. Catherine going to a Canadians game. And I literally, I powered up the phone and I set up my Google account because that's the first thing that they ask you. Once that's done, you have your contacts, you have your calendar, and you have your email account and already that, set up. That just gets sucked up. down off the cloud, right? That just gets sucked straight off the cloud, straight into your phone, yep, right? exactly. That's, that is pretty cool. I always admired the Android for that. Yeah, the, the, the Google Android, the integration with Google. I'm using Google Apps. I'm not using Gmail. So uh, it's still very interesting, and it's still pretty easy to set up. People don't realize it's just like Linux. People think it's complicated. People think it's, oh, it's, it's built on Linux, so it's not going to be as, as nice and polished as the iPhone. It, 
it's not that they're wrong. It does require a lot more work if you actually want to achieve anything. But that's when you get to learn about what the device you use every day. I think I think people need to do that. See, that's how I found out that my phone doesn't break. <laughs> no, and and you know what? It, going back going back to the Linux thing as well. When when you know you you said you wanted to come on the show, I said, well, I better brush up on this a bit. So I, I dusted off the. We have a, I have a Pentium four in the in the basement that we were using for the kids and all that. And I said and it was running an older Ubuntu. So I said, oh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll upgrade it to ten ten. And I was just about to download a, a, and make a live CD, and then it just it said, "Hey, why don't you just ask for updates?" So I went in and just asked for updates and go to the next distribution, and and it upgraded to ten ten. Did everything I needed to do. When I logged back in, all the apps were there. There is a really cool app center where you can go in and pretty much you know download applications and programs yep. straight from there. I downloaded uh, a program called Ardor, which is a um, which is a hot, very, very high-end uh, musical, um, or I say, multi-track recording environment. So it's really, really, really slick. It's almost—it's um, not sound soundtrack pro slick, but it's—it's it's a hell of a lot nicer than an Audacity, and and pretty much better than Adobe's Audition, and it's free. And it loaded it up, and it worked fine. Yep. And then, and the jacked works great with the FireWire cards and all the input. So I was actually really, really impressed with with the maturity of of of, of Ubuntu's 10.10, and it's still screaming on a Pentium 4 with a gig and a bit of RAM. So. Exactly. I had to buy a new laptop when uh, when I left my my last job because they kept the one that they they offered me to start with, which is fine. And I got I got the cheapest. Because I knew that whatever I booted Linux, I booted Windows earlier on this thing, and it was very, very slow. On Linux, I have uh, extra visual effects compass, like the Windows, the wobbly Windows, and everything, the desktop cube, and all that. And I have that cool. running, and it's faster than on the Windows. Now those are cool. Those are the wobbly Windows and the and the cubes. They the rotating cubes is really they're just little slick. extras. Yeah. No, but it makes it, it makes, makes you feel good, right? Really, what are you using? Yeah. No, but I mean, like, and that, and that's kind of like one of the things that first attracted me to the Mac was 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 all the visual cool stuff. You know how how programs get sucked into the dock and they blow out of the dock and all that kind of they, stuff. They, they realize that they need to predify the whole interface in order for people to adopt it. That's really all it's about because people don't care that your your laptop can run for three hundred and sixty five days without reboots. They care about the visual appearance. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Uh, my my parents at one point asked the question they said i'd like to do email and check out the internet so i got them a, a computer we got it where i used to work they had like a sun trade sale we bought like a whole computer for 50 bucks they were you know like getting rid of their old machines so i said oh, i'll get them that and i installed ubuntu on it and i can't remember it was about maybe four four years ago oh even more than that actually it would have to have been like six years ago maybe or five years ago and i installed ubuntu and that's all they knew. And they used it. They did their email. They surfed the web. The machine never had any problems. They never called me unless they wanted to know how to do something on the internet, but never machine-related. And then there was a flood, and that machine got wrecked, right? And they went to a Mac Mini afterwards. And again, the learning curve was non-existent. And again, no problems, no security worries or, 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 or uh, you know, um, virus worries and stuff. And the interface is relatively similar and it's stable, it's consistent, and it's fairly straightforward. Uh, compared to other ver distros of Linux I'd used in the past, Ubuntu is really friendly to use as far as, you know, it's almost like the Linux for Windows users just for the way things are organized and presented as a default 
you know, before people tweak it and whatnot. And if people that never used computers before can run Ubuntu, it says a lot for how Linux could be um, adopted if people gave it a try. No, I, 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 to- I totally agree. I totally agree. There's, I think that, that a, lot of sh- a lot of schools should probably have, um, have at least an, a, a Linux machine in there rather than the Windows machines they're using. Because, I mean, I, I go into my, my daughter's school. They're running like uh, – I don't even think they're running – they weren't even running XP last year. They still had some 98 machines and stuff like that. And uh, and it's slow, and they're, and they're, and they're, they're big ugly monitors, and because they have this 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 problem with hardware, they can't get people to donate you know proper hardware. So you know why not get a screaming fast uh, operating system on that? What are the what are the kids doing? The kids are doing Word documents. They're doing some PowerPointy kind of stuff. They're they're surfing the web, and that's pretty much it. Uh, they're doing Word and PowerPoint. And do you do you have any idea how much money the school system would save by not going? You, you don't need a Windows license. You don't need an Office license. Just slap Ubuntu Open Office on it, and you're set. Yeah, and I, my 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 only my only question has always been, and, and this is I'm kind of glad you're on this is is there a a way to make distributed changes over multiple machines? So if they want to make an update on all the machines at once, can they do that using uh, um, Ubuntu or an Ubuntu type of system? Of course. Okay, that's cool. Of course, if you can do it on Windows, the the answer is you can do it even easier on Linux. Oh, that is cool because I mean that that's one of the reasons they do that is well you know they saw we have them all in a network and if I if I want to update all the browsers at once I just have to push this one button and that's the biggest question everybody has as well is like okay I don't want to go around with a disk to fifteen different machines so that you know if if there's some kind right. of, of of way to distribute stuff over the network then I think a lot of these 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 organizations and these uh, you know these these nonprofits and these and these schools they would jump on top of this really because what 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 do people use these days uh, computers for the internet and to write stuff. No, Facebook. Yeah, because everything else they do it on their phone. <laughs> Walking down the street. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sorry, I had to I had to jump in that, that one there. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of really, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Lenovo ha- had come out with the idea of 3D laptops a couple of weeks ago, and we didn't we didn't mention anything. And then this week, uh, HP entered the uh, the fray with something they call Envy. Um, I think it's because they're still envying a lot of attention they're not getting. So um, I don't know. I've, I don't know. I've, I've linked to it in the show notes. I'll, I'll link to it again um, in the actual show notes for the for the people um, to for our listeners. But have you guys had a look at this thing? Nope. Okay. So personally, not because I profoundly dislike 3D. Have you ever went to a movie theater and seen a movie in 3D? Yeah, we I, we saw Avatar, and although Avatar is a Isn't good movie. Isn't it fucking annoying? <laughs> it's, it's so, it can be at times, uh, and I wear I wear glasses, I, I, right? So I have to put the glasses I, over the glasses, too. and it really annoys yeah, me. I can't stand it. You know why? Because they when you when you see a movie in 3D, the only movie I saw in 3D was Avatar, to be honest with you. But they, for, I've seen it in non-3D and in 3D. Uh, obviously, the non-3D version being illegally obtained but borrowed you in, borrowed in, it you know it, it comes with your internet membership it, it, it comes with your internet <laughs> membership it? yeah yeah that's okay, well, I've, I, well, I've seen that's what i'm told i mean I, I was a good i was a good pirate i i seen a movie and then i went to see it in theaters because i liked it okay but the 3d forces you to focus on exactly what the people who made a movie want you to focus if it's the character in in like in front of you that's what's going to be in 3d everything else is going to be out of focus it's really annoying 
Very and, much and, so. and, and, and those are the ones that are well-made. Then there's the ones that are made in 2D that they're jerry-rigging into 3D that are even worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are the, 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 the old blue and red thing. Oh, God, I hate those. They just, so, okay, yeah. they, they until, give me until a headache. they do like 360 3D, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be into it. But I, I'm against 3D. Uh, in the theaters, you know what? If people want to pay for it and, and want to have you know, a 3D version, fine. But I'm against 3D in the house just because... I like having a lot of people over to watch a game or to watch a, have a Super Bowl party, uh, you know, or watch the, the finale of something, you know. But to say, oh, my two closest friends could come over tonight, <laughs> I'm against that. Because just, how many sets of glasses are you going to own? You, you know, and you have to sit. And, and then they all have to sit in the same place. Advantage of you. Sorry, go ahead, Pierre-Luc. The guy that's standing up and behind the couch on the right, he's not going to see shit. <laughs> no, he's no. not. And that's if the uh, the glasses can stay synced that far away, and the that's, TV can actually handle that many pairs of glasses in your house. No, I ain't. Yeah. See, there's something for that. You know that if you show up late, you're screwed. <laughs> so it's like the guy who gets the bad shit. But you might you might as well never come around then, Steph, because you're always that, late. So. <laughs> Hey, I was the first one on tonight. <laughs> That's true. I have to admit, I was a little bit shocked by that one. <laughs> yeah, and also the first, also the first one off. <laughs> that, that was uncalled for. Was like, That's usually Eric's job, anyways. But uh, <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I despise the whole three D uh, fad right now. They don't know what else to give us in a screen instead of giving us more pixels or retina kind of display. So they they, they chuck three D at it. I think these laptops are going to be a big fail. Or how yeah. about just good we movies? People don't like it. It's just annoying. I mean, George Lucas announced that he was going to redo the whole Star Wars thing in fucking three D. I can't. Not going there. Guido <laughs> shot. Guido shot first. <laughs> no, he didn't. Han shot first. Ah, I hate him. I hate Lucas. <laughs> My my sons my sons watched my sons watched Star Wars for the first time today. They're twenty months old. Okay, so you know you got to start them early, but they had to witness that. They had to witness Guido shooting first. That's just wrong. You know they should. They have to because that's that's the version I have. Because you know what the actual version, the real one that I really like. Okay, it's, dude, it's in this PAL. is a parenting fail. It's in PAL. I don't have I don't have I don't <laughs> no, have an no, NTSC no, version no of it. Excuse. I have the the CDs here. You want them? No, but this I actually paid for this. You know, I'm actually exactly. got this. I've got the DVDs here. I'll bring them over. Okay, well then we'll teach we'll them we'll, right we'll the teach them the right way. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> but at least but at least I started with episode four and license, no man. no no I started with episode four. I didn't start with a Phantom Menace. Okay, no, see, good. I started with the first. I started with Phantom Menace, and it was like, yeah, this is not great. Oh. I said, no, no, it gets better. Hey, do you do you realize? <laughs> no, I don't think that works. Do you realize Steph? on Google if you type. Who shot first? The top suggestion is Hannah Greedo. Well, yep. I would hope so. <laughs> this is apparently quite the concern. It, well, it is. It, it For is. The longest, it was, it it was is. a big criticism when uh, George Lucas made the re-edit. Everybody was saying, come on. Why? Han Solo is the coolest guy. Yeah, he shot first. You know, too bad. <laughs> it, it, it defined exactly. him as a character. It defined him as, as the bad boy vigilante, not vigilante, but the bad boy guy who's just, you know, who's just going through space and doing his thing and knowing what actually is right or wrong. He's not like whatever, you know, he's not this, this holier than thou kind of guy. He's a bad guy. He, like, he was looking as, out for himself. As Leia would say, he's a scruffy nerf herder. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but I, it just, it annoyed me that, that to, to no end, you know? And then they added in that scene where he's walking over Jabba's tail and all that, and that was almost Jaw Jaw Binks ish. 
That was Jar Jar Binks ish. See, if he'd done a re edit and he'd gotten rid of Jar Jar Binks or maybe the uh, Ewoks, maybe I would have approved. You know, get rid of the Ewoks. Keep Han Solo as the first. Oh, come on, the Ewoks are cool. The, the, the Ewoks, the Ewoks weren't that bad. They, the, but the, somebody did do uh, if you're an edit. Something they're cool. <laughs> somebody did do an edit of 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 the Phantom Menace where they removed Jar Jar Binks from every single scene, and the story was fine. They didn't yeah, hurt the story at all. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't hurt the story actually, because you know you're still watching Wooden Padme, and uh, to, to paraphrase Jar Jar. Misa no do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they could have put a, you know, with that guy, um, uh, Jeff Dunham's, uh, you know, mannequin, like or I don't know, absolutely, Ahmed, Ahmed the terrorist or whatever, dead instead terrorist. of Jar, dead, dead terrorist or any any other one that that he has in his hand, as, instead of Jar Jar Binks, and the movie still would have worked. Yeah, so, yeah. Yep, it was it silence. Was, I kid you. <laughs> I'm going to go see him uh, in December, so I can't wait. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah, it is cool. So the real reason we got Steph on the show tonight was that we were actually finally going to talk about WoW, but we ran out of time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> use, use your minute wisely. <laughs> go ahead, Steph. You got five. <laughs> I'm just about to kick you in the head. <laughs> Best dis I well, ever. Too. I played WoW well for uh, about three years. You, you, you were a WoW gamer as well, Pielik? I used to be, uh, until it took over my life completely, and then I quit, because at some point it just becomes a fucking job. I'm, I'm saying fuck again, sorry. Did, did, did we, like, pass the threshold? Oh, we've, we're, 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 oh yeah, we're, we're no, that, we, that ship sailed. Already. That ship sailed. We're, 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 we're saying fuckity <laughs> okay. shit shit and all that stuff. There's just one word I but, won't tolerate. Uh, yeah, WoW, WoW is really, it's, it's actually an amazing game, and if you look at, at what Blizzard has accomplished with WoW, it's astounding. Well, do you have you been pay, uh, focusing or watching what's going on with uh, Cataclysm? I haven't. Uh, I quit back when the maximum level was seventy. So I don't know what happened after that. My my old roommate is still playing WoW, and I don't hear about him very often. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this yeah. is this is so what you quit. You quit when Burning Crusade came out, just before before just the before Burning Crusade, yeah. Okay. So okay. We, we do this show as a way to try to integrate Steph back into society because um, <laughs> he, he works from what home. Is society? He works from home. So between just, WoW just, and working from just home. Just offer him, offer him DKP for, for attending the show. <laughs> well, he's, he's where, you know, silently during, throughout the show, he's always mining gold. So <laughs> No, I'm in Strathroom. I'm in Strathroom right now. <laughs> it's just terrible. So, um, so with the Cataclysm, it's what? You're going to go up to level 90 now with your characters? No, what, what happens? No, what Cataclysm, what they're doing is they're actually uh, changing the entire uh, setup of the world. See, uh, a huge dragon's going to come in and just basically blow up the land. Uh, change the entire landscape and so forth. So it's going to be really interesting in that sense because <clears throat> excuse me, what hap- what's happening is they're, they're trying to, to, to shift the entire interest of all the people and so forth and, and see I'm getting my ass kicked here, guys. <laughs> well, is there not, not a pause button? <laughs> there is no pause button in this game. Okay. So, you can't pause life. But it's not, it's not a stupid decision from Blizzard because if you, if you look at it, back when it first came out, it wasn't the first MMORPG, but it was the first huge MMORPG. So uh, in terms of infrastructure and A-B testing, they discovered a bunch of stuff afterwards. 
so it, it makes sense that they're redoing the whole thing because all they're doing now is keeping the people that are playing now that reach the end game and basically have nothing to do every day. Those are their best their, their best subscriber. Yeah, and no, they're just they, trying to give them something to do. No, what they've yeah exactly. Now I'm dead, so it doesn't matter. What so so done before is, before we go into that, I mean, you you basically you were saying something last week that they've changed the way all the points are counted too now, right? So you're everybody's things were screwed up or something. Yeah, what's happened is with the cataclysm, they've introduced some new patching for version four. Um, these patches have made some significant changes in the talent trees. So every tune or every character you create has talent trees. So you, you have talents that you can choose. So for example, uh, a paladin has three types of talent trees. It has holy, it's got protection, and it's got retribution, which is basically you're either a healer or you're a, a tank or you're a, uh, an attack guy. So a paladin that does da- a lot of damage. See, All these trees were my days, optimized. You, yep. there, there were no attack paladins. They just sucked at it. Oh, um, the, nowadays the 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 paladins are ret paladin, which is what we call a retribution. I know. Paladin. I hear they're they're out of this world. Yeah. This is what I have, and it's 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 amazing. So what they've done is they. I, I, I had a rogue, and I've, I've a, been okay. making fun of you guys for like two years. Well, you know what? Rogues are phenomenal. They're still uh, really good. Well, that's good to hear. But what they've done is they've changed all the talent trees are gone. So they've changed a whole bunch of trees. Uh, so the talent that you had or have been wiped out. So they said, well, here you go. We're going to give you all your points back. And you have to define which talents work best. But nobody knows what the best talent uh, matching is. So basically, everybody is trial and error. And all the combinations or rotations that you have, you know, for example, you'd cast this type of spell. And then you'd cast this spell and this spell. And you go back to the first spell because you had your, your rotation set up. All that's been blown away. So people are trying to relearn all those rotations. People are wiping left, right, and center on the on the uh, raids or the uh, dungeons that they used to, you know, do fairly simply. So that's been one of the annoyances. Um, is it a good thing? Probably because it was getting too ridiculous. Um, certain talents were requiring five of your points, um, and it was just too much. So they brought it down to you know a, a lot less points, a lot less talents to work on, which is a good thing. But the big concern is the rotation. So your skill sets are now completely different. The big improvement that I think has come of this is they used to have emblems of uh, you know, different types of emblems depending on the dungeons and the raids you created. And they've normalized that. They said, here you go. You're just going to get justice points. So it doesn't matter if you do this dungeon or this dungeon. They're the equivalent points. So you don't have to say, well, I've got 62 of these points and 72 in those. But they, they're not inter- interchangeable. Now they've all made that uniform. In my mind, I think it's smarter, but not everybody seems to agree. The, the big thing Didn't that they that do that, me- like at, at every at every big update, like Burning Crusade and the Lich King. Didn't they do that? Like they reset the whole talent tree, and you have, I think, from what I remember, because this only happened to me once. But you get like a week where you can refund your talent because it costs money to. Uh, reset your whole talent tree. They, they give you basically three strikes and you can play with it. Isn't that how it's working still? Well, right now, I don't know if they've given us three strikes. Basically, a lot of people were, you know, trying, buying a few or using up a couple talents, seeing how they worked out and then, okay, well, and then working with other ones. But they are costing you. If you want to relearn your talent tree, yeah, I think it's 100 gold. So you have to relearn your tree and you're right. Well, so it's kind of frustrating. Think of it this way. Just that particular move from Blizzard gives lives to 
a thousand community sites describing what's the best island tree for every class. It's well, look, there's a guy um, who uh, tweets fairly often. Um, I believe it's uh, at Cat. Whoa, 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 whoa! Intervention. Did you just say that you're following somebody on Twitter that actually on Twitter? Did you, <laughs> did, you, did, you did you just mention Twitter? Did yes, you did. mention Twitter? In one breath. <laughs> well, you didn't stop. You didn't, you didn't, you just went, hey, and by the way, wow, 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 I, Twitter. I'm the best out of people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is like, uh, it's like a revelation of all revelations. It, it happens to me <laughs> once in a while. Okay. I think he's been sandbagging all this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in shock. Sorry, I'm... my headset fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I fell off my ball. Okay, so what about, what about this kind of guy? Are you there, Steph? Gotta put the battery you, you back in. Hold on, guys. Which battery? <laughs> Please stand by. Vorpal sword needs a battery now. <laughs> no, no, I've got Bose headset. He's Come using, on, Bose headset, man. Um, he's using the headset to try and bash the Xperia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, this Xperia is a great phone. It really can't die. It was so like my trail. It doesn't work, but it won't die either. <laughs> no, that's right. Does this Kata guy have <laughs> options for level 12 Paladin? <laughs> you know what that's not the maximum anymore oh man that's so, so no it's 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 really interesting uh, blizzard has been really busy um i think the the fact that they uh, they released starcraft 2 that was a major release that was a major uh win for them uh, this cataclysm is definitely going to you know increase playership as as pierre Luc has stated a lot of people are saying well i'm at level 80 i've killed everybody what do i need to stick on for so they have to every so often and plan it strategically that you're going to keep them. Because if you do it too early, they're not there and you haven't kept them online. So, so here's but a, if you, here's if a you question. If you release it just long, if you just keep them online a few months longer, then you probably should. <laughs> you, you bring your cash flow a little higher, right? I mean, it's just it's a tricky, a tricky game. But as he says, they're smart. So, so here's a question. They brought out uh, Blizzard brought out StarCraft. They're they're announcing a big release for Cataclysm. Um, the Diablo three rumors have been going out. On, uh, do you do you release Diablo three out now? I mean, is is it the same kind of people who play WoW that are going to play Diablo three, or is it or is there, are they doing Diablo three as like a uh, a baby steps for for other people into into MMORPG? I, I think I think if you're Blizzard. You have been running WoW for what the last four or five years, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's how many subscribers do they have? Like officially nine to twelve millions. That's insane. Yeah, they're eleven. They they went over the eleven million and okay. Uh, and it's what it's nineteen bucks a person, right? Yeah, exactly. Twelve million times nineteen bucks a person per month. I think you can afford to do the craziest lunch oh, ever. You're paying twenty bucks a month to play World of yep. Warcraft. Oh, well, hold on here. Hold on Gary here. just woke up. <laughs> Someone intro the economist. We've had this conversation before. Here's, here's my I don't, and it's not that much. I pay $12 a month. But he, he, here, let, let's, let's be clear about but something. But you get your guild fees too, right? Nope, that's is all that, I is pay. That, is that minus or, or, or plus some gold mining for other people? <laughs> no, that's all I pay. But here, are here's you, the thing. Are you selling Gary, anything you drink coffee? <laughs> no, you can't. It, you, you'll get kicked out. Do you, do you buy coffee? No, uh, I use the machine at work. Yeah, which you have to pay for. No, you don't pay for your coffee. Nope. Okay, me too. You don't pay for your coffee either. Well, I don't drink coffee, but I get my green tea for free. You get your green tea for free. You can use the same bag of green tea for six years and won't make a difference. It's not like I pay for coffee once every two months. I buy a big bag and I grind it. 
Yeah. My okay. God, I've got I get four cups a day. What's wrong with you My, people? We had we have <laughs> we have this whole economies of coffee blog article which which says how we managed to save six hundred bucks. You know, so each I, per year, each per year. So we we take our coffee very seriously, Ben and I. So <laughs> see, I don't drink coffee. So to me, that's not an. It's not even. I. It's not that I drink coffee during the day. I don't drink coffee. Period. So. The amount of coffee that I could buy or that, you know, if I'm on the road, because I am on the road a lot. You, you, you guys know that. I travel, yeah, a, lot, travel so, a lot. So you, a lot of people drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. So my coffee money goes to my wow. Fair enough. Yeah, that's, 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 mine goes straight to crack cocaine. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I think that's a bullshit it's my crack. It's, it's, my, it's my drug of choice, right? Yeah, there you go. That's, that would be better. You know what? If you yeah, if like you cigarettes or whatever else. if you have something that keeps you out of trouble, it costs you twenty bucks a month, and just do it. You know, it's a big deal. You know, like so, Sven's not not hanging on the corner streets, hanging out with the the, 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 the hip hoppers of the West Island. He's yeah, at home. Don't do it because oh, I don't smoke or I don't drink coffee, so I'm going to get wow. He's he's at home wowing. You know, let him do it. It's twenty bucks <laughs> Actually, a month. There's a bigger question here, Steph. Do you have fun when you're doing it? I love it. There you go. There we go. There we go. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Well, just make sure you come out every once in a while, see the daylight, and then when you know, not just yeah, when you, not just when the server's down. Sorry. There's a big ball of fire in the sky. No, that's it's cataclysm. That's cataclysm. It's a dragon coming to destroy everything. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a dragon or a worm? I, well, it looked like a dragon to me with fire There's wings. A big dragon. The video, the video for it is actually pretty epic on online. So I was actually quite impressed by that. Oh yeah. But I, I okay. So I I played Diablo one. Uh, Steph got me into that. I played Diablo two, and we did some of the multi stuff and all that kind of stuff. I I got when I got Steam, I got into Torchlight, and I managed to I finished that uh, two weeks ago. So I'm I'm done with Torchlight, and I don't want to go through dungeons collecting crap just so I can you know make my character better. Um, so Diablo three, when's it coming out? Is it coming out? And and is it going to be fun like in the old days, or is it just going to be me in, in you know like first person shootering or you know going through dungeons collecting rats and stuff like that? What, it, how- I think it's going to come out at the same time Duke Nukem three D is, uh, is going to come out. So and never, it's just going to eclipse it. <laughs> I think <laughs> forever. Sorry, it is taking forever. And you know what? That's the biggest thing. It will be. It will be phenomenal. I think it'll be a. It'll be groundbreaking. Now they're by waiting so long they've actually n- not helped themselves Let, let's be clear about something this is not uh, this has not helped them in any way shape or form it's not like people are saying oh we're going to wait forever we're going to wait forever people have a you know an infinite uh, amount of patience and a lot of people are saying you know enough of this crap no i, I have to admit like i i i don't want to get into um i don't want to get into uh wow because i, I don't have that much time but i mean like i'll pick up you don't have the time yeah i don't have the time but i'll pick up i'll pick up like a torchlight or i'll pick up a, a diablo and and i'll go crazy for like a week and then i'm done you know and then i'll come back maybe three or four months later and i think there's there's a few of us gamers like that out there you know i mean and and i think that's cool but well, if that's, they, the thing, if, that's the thing with well you you can't do that i mean you can do that up, up to a certain level but well, once you're done leveling up and your character is level, I don't know, 80 or 90, whatever's the maximum now, you reach a point where if you play more or less seriously or play for a year and you're going to run out of stuff to do. So you start end game stuff, you start raid, you need a guild, you need 20 or 40 people, and it becomes a job. 
A little bit well, too much. I know some people who yeah. play, you know, 10 hours a day. It's crazy. I know some people who died playing that shit. <laughs> so well, when, when they load up, they, they actually tell you, it says, you know, take everything in moderation. Yeah, take a break from time to time. Yeah. The Wii does yeah. that too, but it doesn't change it. I'm still going to bowl for seven hours straight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, the girls had a girls' night out a couple of weeks ago, and uh, a guy, play, a buddy of mine, we sometimes play Call of Duty. And uh, so I call him up and say, hey, the girls are gone. You know, we should we should do something. And and so we were we were minding the kids and whatever. They said, oh, you know what? You stay at your place. I'll stay at mine. We'll just play like Call of Duty online. You know. And uh, so we said, great. But we only use our PlayStations as Blu-ray players, really. So we turn the thing on and it says, oh, there's a system update that's needed. <laughs> so we do that and we're on the phone waiting. And it takes 20 minutes. So great. So we pop in the Call of Duty disc. You know, say perfect. We'll get going. The game requires a system update. Ah. So we, we wait another tw- It took us 45 minutes before we could even try to connect online before the system finished updating. It's, it's, a, it's a routine in our house to go down every week and just make sure the Wii's up to date. And just in case we ever needed to use it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I go around and I flick things on and I just hit update. Just so if one day I actually have time to actually do something, I won't be stuck. So, but, but the thing with the PlayStation is you really have to read the fine print. Because there's one update that they even like the fine print was a little less fine because they were telling you outright, you do this update. And you'll be able to do all the following things. But by doing this update, you will no longer be able to support other OSs on your PlayStation 3. Yeah. Are, you running, are you running other OSs on your, on your PlayStation 3? No, but it could be a big deal for some people. Yeah, I guess, right? So yeah. if you just go down, you go next, 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 next. But those, next but those, are, the, like, but those are probably the people who don't turn it on you know, and wait 45 minutes to play Call of Duty. Or the updates. people that really only use it as a Blu-ray player. Yeah. Because yeah. there's <laughs> Linux on that and you have a pretty nice Blu-ray player. Slash media center, yeah. So yeah, it's, but, a good, it's a good it's a good point though. I mean, it's like you know you you kind of have to like uh, you have to plan these things. It's like everything, right? Even if you're going to stay there, home. isn't there a lawsuit against Sony because of that that patch? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think that there is. I didn't. I didn't know. We'll have to look into it. Well, maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll note to the show notes. I'm getting a, I'm getting a nudge from uh, from uh, Eric that he's he's tired and he wants to go to bed. So yeah. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Eric works very early in the morning, and we managed to talk about stuff that's actually interesting him for tonight. So I'm actually quite pleased he's come out. <laughs> thank you, for, <laughs> thank you very much, Eric. And actually, come out and play. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you came out to play. And I'm actually really glad. I'm and, and I'm generally honest about this. I'm actually really glad that you managed to get the, that that blue yeti working on in in core uh, in tiny core Linux. It's it's actually quite yeah. impressive that not only is are you running an entire distribution off a USB key on a on a laptop which would otherwise just be a big, great big brick. But that uh, something as advanced as the Blue Yeti just worked so, so nicely on it. That's pretty cool. I'm actually, and you sound, you sound pretty good tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. Alistair, you have out. no complaints, okay? He sounds good. Just, you just, we just can't control what comes out of his mouth. <laughs> so thank, thank of course you. Of course you can. You just put him on mute most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. Sorry, Eric, that's, that's supposed to be said, right? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, Eric. Right. It's been a pleasure. Well, as usual. Thank, thanks for look for joining us. Thank you. And he's gone. <laughs> he's, I, I think I don't know if he held remotely or he hung up. I'm not sure what he's done yet. Uh, bye, Eric. Thanks. <laughs> we'll we'll see you. Participant held the call. Oh no, he's gone now. Okay. <laughs> Oh dear, God bless him. Anyway, so <laughs>
You know, I picture I picture him wearing a flash costume. You know, with the little yellow thing on the on the. He's like, all right, guy, bye, and he's gone. You know. <laughs> speaking speaking of flash, we had a we had a discussion. We had a we had a discussion uh, at the casual spa the other night, and I really want to get back into it because I wanted to kind of. I I kind of wish I had been rolling tape, but you would have just heard like rubbish because it was such bad sound. But I really really want to go into it. Before that, I want a refill of beer. So if anybody else wants another beer, yes. um, let's do it, and then uh, and then we'll just keep everything open, and we'll just come back in a, in a second. I'll be right, right. back. BRB. What? I'm back. <laughs> Am I the only one? This feels a, this feels a lot like wow, where you could just take a bio break and instead of going to pee, you get another beer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Welcome to my world. And this is one of our short shows. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually already unplugged and replugged my headset just in case. Just in case. You guys hear it's that? Ep- it's like an episode of Mad Men. Some restrictions apply. See, that was the worst Cylon. Some restrictions apply ever. Un- <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I just, I just Capricorn. <laughs>